Welcome to a special From the Archives edition of The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center. In addition to our weekly series, which presents in-depth conversations with today's leading filmmakers, once a month we'll be sharing a favorite selection from our archives, spanning more than 40 years of the New York Film Festival, Chaplin Award Galas, and other series, retrospectives, and special events. On today's episode, we'll hear a fascinating conversation between two hugely influential directors, Michael Hanukkah and Darren Aronofsky. The talk comes from one of our HBO Directors Dialogues at the 47th New York Film Festival in 2009, where Hanukkah presented his Palme d'Or winning The White Ribbon. Aronofsky acted as the evening's moderator, interviewing Hanukkah about his brilliant and enigmatic film. So let's go now to the HBO Directors Dialogue with Michael Hanukkah and Darren Aronofsky. Hey there, this is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at the Film Society of Lincoln Center. Thank you for listening to our podcast, The Close-Up. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to get new episodes delivered to you every week. You can also rate and review the show on iTunes, which will help us reach more cinephiles like you all around the world and help us make this podcast even better. Thanks again for listening, and now back to our show. I guess it's my turn to speak. Um, has anybody seen White Ribbon? Who's yeah. All right, good. All right, at least I won't be talking in a vacuum. Um, it was, I just have to say, I saw it yesterday at 10.30 in the morning. I haven't stopped thinking about it. As a filmmaker, it's uh, always inspiring and humbling to see your work. So it's a real thrill to meet you. Um, I guess I just want to start, I mean, a lot of these questions might be from a real filmmaker point of view, because I would love to steal some knowledge from you. Um, but first, how does, how does something like this get started? Does it start thematically, or in research, or in emotional story? Where do you begin something like White Ribbon? By this film, or the... Do you mean a film in particular, or in general? Let's start with White Ribbon. I have to say that it's a very old story. I wrote the script 10 years ago. I wasn't able to make it before because I couldn't get the financing for it. But in fact, the idea for uh, the story began another 10 years before that. So uh, my memories of how it actually originated are quite hazy. But the idea was a chor, a kinderchor. The starting point, uh, however, for the script uh, many years ago was I had the idea of making a film about a, child's, a children's choir in Protestant Germany, uh, children who's uh, raised, elevated to the level of absolute uh, ideology, the preachings of their, children, of their parents, and who then judge their parents on the basis of that uh, ideology. <coughs> but don't ask me where that I got the idea for that. <laughs> Um, well, let's talking about the kids. Um, how how do you how do you cast children? Yeah. I have to say that my uh, great fear before uh, was that we'd be during a pre-production at some time. I'd have to tell my producers that I couldn't find uh, the right children for certain of the roles. For that reason, we started uh, looking for uh, the children six months before pre-production actually began. For the 15 uh, roles that we needed, we interviewed over 7,000 children uh, to find the right ones who you then see on screen. 
aber es ist mit Kindern genauso wie mit der But I have to say that it's uh, even easier to work with uh, talented children than it is to work with uh, actors because they're not only acting a part, they really are the part. When children are playing at uh, being a lion, they're not uh, acting, they really are the lion, whereas actors are always going to be acting. Uh, if the children are talented, it's very easy, but if the children aren't talented, then it's pointless to even try. <laughs> Und ich hatte auch einen, also einen Mitarbeiter, der das um, I have to say, however, that in working with the children, I was lucky because I had an assistant who had uh, led the casting and who knew the kids and was with them on set. They'd uh, developed a close relationship and he prepared them when they came on set. They knew their lines, they knew the storyline as well and they knew what was expected. Uh, what was uh, more difficult, however, was working with the youngest children, the two boys, for example. At their age, they don't really understand why, if they've done one take, they have to uh, redo the take again. So we, in that case, we'd have to take them off set. We'd go play a little bit, give them the chance to relax, bring them back and try again. But we uh, knew that that was the case and we'd included in our shoot schedule enough time that we could uh, be patient with them. So how do you create, how do you create a truth and an atmosphere for the kids to function? Nichts anderes als für die Schauspieler. It's no different than uh, with adults. Also wir waren natürlich nett zu ihnen, aber ich bin auch zu Schauspielern nett. Of course I was nice to the kids, but I'm nice to all my actors. <laughs> so the assistant would, um, fully relate what the story was to them, so they were, were aware, or they just um, had the knowledge nee, for the nee, scene? Nee. Also die, die größere natürlich schon. No, the uh, older uh, children, of course, understood the story, they'd read the script, but the younger children, uh, we'd only explain to them the scene, what was involved, and that was enough. So, something like um, when the teacher um, uh, talks to the blonde, the oldest daughter of the pastor, mm -hmm. and the, uh, and the the kind of awkward son. Um, are they playing one level or are they playing something more complex? Are they telling the truth? That's your decision. <laughs> but when you direct them, do, when you direct them, do you direct them very simply and give them something simple knowing that audiences will read into it? They should simply say it in a manner that's credible so the audience will believe them. Es ist ja ein Zeichen von schlechten Filmen, dass man immer merkt, wenn jemand lügt. It's a sign of bad films that uh, the audience always is supposed to know when someone's lying. Absolutely. Well, it, it, I think you have in one in any one scene you have more complexity in characters than an entire Hollywood film. <laughs> um, but um, the, the, and what about the? Um, the awkward son when he had when he's crying. Mm. Um, was he an actor or was that just? Yeah, der hat, das ist der, der schon mal gespielt hatte und das war natürlich eine Vorbedingung. Uh, that was uh, the boy you're referring to as the one who played previously a large role on television, and that was one of our prerequisites in meeting the children, uh, the seven thousand. The uh, actor had to be able to uh, cry, and we found two actors who were able to do that. Uh, the one we chose in this boy. 
the, the boy who did uh, was able to cry while we were rehearsing or while we were casting and uh, then again cried on set. It was absolutely astonishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does, does, he does he walk into the scene understanding what, the, what his father is talking about? Do you explain to him what that what, what's no, actually going on? No, das ist ja so schwer nicht zu verstehen. Also <laughs> it's not that difficult to understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, He's in the right age for this. That we are bei diesem Casting natürlich nicht nur darauf geguckt haben, dass die Kinder begabt sind, sondern auch dass. I have to say also about uh, casting the children that another uh, concern of ours was that we had to choose children whose physiognomies, whose faces corresponded to the images, uh, our expectations of them. We know a lot of uh, photographs from that period, so they had not only to be talented actors, but also to look uh, the part. And we had the same problem with the statisten, also these people who are in the church. Sitzen. Uh, we had the same problem in dealing with extras uh, because we were looking at the scene people we see in the church and at the um, harvest um, celebration. Um, our expectations from the pictures we've seen, we want uh, faces that have been marked by wind and weather in the uh, time they've spent outdoors, whereas today's farmers, of course, in Germany sit in air-conditioned tractors and don't look at all, they look uh, just like uh, you and I. So we were forced to go further afield to cast them. Uh, we bust in. Uh, from villages in northern Romania, uh, 100 extras who we needed, they traveled the 2,000 kilometers to come and work with us. Wow. Uh, were any of the, um, were, any, were there any relations used? I mean, the, the, the doctor and the doctor's daughter looked so remarkably alike as far as the nose and mouth. Was there ever parent-child cast or was uh, that just cast? No, that's not a surprise. I think that's not so surprise. No, there weren't any uh, relationships like that. Uh, the resemblance you refer to has to do with the fact that they all have this very severe uh, uh, haircut. Uh, that gives us a sense of similarities, not uh, the actual uh, way that they look. If, for example, you saw, met uh, in real life the actress who plays the midwife, you would never recognize her since in real life she's actually quite attractive. Wow. <laughs> Um, sie, kommt jetzt immer, sie kommt jetzt immer zur Premiere in besonders auffälligen Kleidern, damit man sieht, dass sie, dass sie nicht so ausschaut wie im Film. She always attends the premieres of the film in very flamboyant garb because she wants to point out that she doesn't look that way in real life. Are you, are you interested in a genre? When you're thinking about the film, are you thinking about um, genre at all? I, I, I say that because as a product of American film, I just, uh, you know, I get the same, I, I still get the same suspense um, in your films as, you know, as you get in sort of the sort of typical genre films of American films. I, and I guess I'm just curious if you're constructing your suspense around anything, any relation to that. Naja, also Spannung zu erzeugen hat nicht unbedingt mit einem, einem Genre zu tun. No, I don't think that suspense uh, is only derivative of a certain kind of genre. In uh, my films, and I use uh, uh, th uh, suspense in different ways. Um, of course, um, there are, uh, suspense is an element of thrillers, but uh, to me, I uh, draw in very different genres in my films. It's true that I use suspense as a glue to keep the audience glued to the screen. Uh, ich habe nichts dagegen. Also man kann ruhig sagen, der Film ist ein Thriller. I don't mind at all if my films categorized as a genre film. It's uh, not a, I have nothing against a genre. You can use a genre to tell a story, or you can use the genre strictly remain a prisoner to the codes and uh, make a genre film. It depends on how you apply them. Hmm. Von, ich habe viel von Hitchcock gelernt, hoffe ich. 
I had learned a great deal from Hitchcock, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, the big question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my question. Um, there we go. Do you know who did it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a theory, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but, um, but as a writer, when you're constructing scenes, are you thinking about who's guilty? Um, I always try to construct my stories in such a way that uh, several different uh, explanations are possible and credible. If there's only one possible explanation, then it's obvious. If none of the, uh, if no explanations make sense uh, or are conceivable, then it's simply stupid. My attempt is to write the story in such a way that I give uh, the a spectator, a possible freedom in interpreting uh, the story, the same freedom that uh, spectators have in other art forms. The problem is that man gegenüber jeder anderen Kunstform eine gewisse Freiheit hat gegenüber einem Gemälde oder. There's in all uh, other arts uh, art forms there's a great uh, area of freedom for the uh, spectator in uh, painting and sculpture in uh, musical compositions. Then it's up to the uh, recipient of the work of art to interpret it. Uh, where language is used, then already the situation becomes more complicated and the sense of uh, freedom is more restricted. As, as soon as you specify things, as soon as you name them, then you are limiting artistically the uh, recipient's uh, room for interpretation. Um, nonetheless, however, uh, in language, with literature, there's still a great deal more freedom because the images are created by the recipient in uh, his or her mind. In film, however, uh, the director robs the audience of that possibility replaces their images with their own uh, images. So my intention is as much as possible to restitute at least part of that freedom to the audience and uh, restitute part of their ability to create their own images and own explanations. And can you talk about how you do that visually? It, uh, it, I, excite that through the use of what I don't show, what takes place off-camera. Everything that I don't show, everything that I only allude to, uh, excites the imagination of the spectator. And all the questions that I don't answer, the audience to to an And in the same way, all the questions that I raise but don't answer, I uh, invite the audience, I lead the audience to uh, complete with their own answers. Dadurch wird er den Film nicht so leicht los, als wenn ich ihm die Antworten gebe. In that way, they uh, don't digest, they don't finish with the film as easily as they would if I provided all the answers. The shot of the horse, mm -hmm. the suffering horse, the tripped. Can you talk about that? Well, this one digital The uh, accident itself is all digital. It's, um, oh, I don't mean how you executed it. But uh, <laughs> I'm not? sure you were humane. <laughs> I, don't, I don't question that. I'm just curious about the, the, the narrative purpose of the shot. I will talk later about it. Where the sail gespannt hat, or what is the frage? No, 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 no. The cutaway after she looks over. As she's running to the doctor and she looks. I'm just being detailed. I'm just looking for clues about who did it. So. Yeah, but what? You have the question. What? But what exactly are you asking about? I'm sorry. I'm asking about. Well, I I, I thought that um, afterwards, after the film, because it went right by, I thought that was a very telling clue in the film. 
the fact that the fact that the daughter looks at the horse before as she's running to her father it's an interpretation yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so you succeeded very well um, let's have some questions about white ribbon maybe is there anyone please the question had to do with uh, possible similarities with the uh, Ingmar Bergman's films, which also present a certain uh, severe uh, North European Protestantism, and uh, the fact that Bergman's father, that he, Bergman's father himself was a uh, pastor, and uh, Mikael answers that it isn't a coincidence. That, uh, however, in the case of uh, the, uh, Bergman, he uh, dealt, presented the father also, or rather, dealt with pastors because of the fact that his uh, own father was a pastor. Um, he explains, however, that... Uh, Michael's father. Michael's, no, that oh, no. Uh, Ingmar Bergman's, Bergman's father Bergman. was a pastor. Um, he says that, <laughs> <laughs> that the context of the films... My are father very, was an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he says that the contexts are very different, but that the similarities are unavoidable. The uh, question had to do with the casting of the pastor, who uh, the lady said was an excellent choice since his face was so rigid and so stern from the very first shot of him. And Mikael said that that's a sign of the actor's great talent because he's also been in, uh, co played uh, in comedies where he was extremely jovial and anything wow. but that. Die Rolle war ursprünglich für Ulrich Mühe geschrieben, also der ihm das Leben der anderen die Hauptrolle. In fact, uh, my first choice for the role was Ulrich Mühe, Mühe, who played in the life of and, uh, others, and who had uh, acted for me in numerous films, Benny's Video, Funny Games, The Castle. He was my favorite actor, uh, but unfortunately he died, and at that point I brought in uh, Bill Klausner, and we actually uh, we had a great collaboration. Na, Sie haben schon gut beschrieben. Ich kann dem nichts. <laughs> <laughs> the question had to do with the, uh, the birds in the film, the fact that when the pastor's son brings him the bird, it's the only moment when we see a sign of tenderness on the uh, pastor's face. And uh, Miko says that he has nothing to add. Your description is dead on. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a remarkable character, and um, the complexity of that character is just unlike anything. It's just really impressive. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sir. The question was... Uh, Similar to what I asked about, um, as a writer, at the end of the movie, are you in the same position as we are? And well, Mikhail's answer was that uh, he knows who did every crime in the film. It was the same situation in uh, the film uh, Hidden. At the end of the film, there's the scene, uh, the conversation between the two uh, schoolboys in the schoolyard. And I had to write dialogue for them, so, but I made them promise to tear up the sheet of dialogue as soon as they memorized their lines, because I was afraid it would be published. Um, I think there was a clue there. <laughs> I, know, I know, not from that one, but from the I know who did every crime. I, I, I don't know if there's a plural or anything going on there, but uh, what? anyway. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, let's talk about some other movies, if that's okay. I, I, I'm sure you get the funny games. In fact, in the hallway, you got the funny games question about redoing it. And I'm not really curious about why you redid it. I'm curious about the actual activity of doing it, the exercise. And being, when you were in the moment, working with new actors, doing the same material, 
What was that rewarding? Was it interesting? Did you get anything out of it? Es war schwierig. Es war schwierig, weil uh, natürlich erstmal, ich meine, die Schauspieler wussten, dass ich das. It was uh, a different, uh, difficult, uh, but uh, difficult because of the fact that we were basing it on a um, first version. The, uh, it wasn't simply the fact that we were doing a shot-for-shot shot remake, but it was uh, difficult for the actors uh, to do that, especially at first. Uh, the reason was that, um, first of all, they were irritated because I was constraining them, dictating so precisely what they should be doing, the gestures they should be using. Um, I had the, showed them the old storyboard, the new storyboard, and had them uh, copy the uh, first, the so-called original version. The reason for that, however, the, uh, finally they understood that I wasn't asking them simply to imitate what the actors in the first uh, version had done, but rather I was act uh, that my indications were the same for them as they were for the first version. That is, that I, I wanted them to respect my gestural uh, concepts that I had in the first film. Were the did the actors ever find a place where they could do their work within that? I hope so. <laughs> also, sie sind ja nicht schlecht. Also, es muss irgendwie funktioniert haben. Aber es war sicher schwierig. They're uh, not bad in the film, uh, so it must have worked. But I'm sure that it was very difficult for them. Right. Na, ich glaube, sie sind das hier. Also, amerikanische Schauspieler sind das einfach nicht in dem Maße. In uh, America, you're not used. To, uh, actors aren't used to um, responding the same way to uh, directions. Whereas in Europe. Uh, both on screen and uh, on stage, then actors know that, or are used to the fact that they're going to be given very precise indications of movements. Uh, here, actors are seldom uh, confronted with that obligation, so it was difficult for them. Also, die Isabelle Hubert zum Beispiel, die ja bestimmt eine große Schauspielerin ist, uh, sie sagt immer, ich bin ein Instrument. With uh, Isabelle Hubert, for example, uh, who uh, certainly is a great actor, she says that actress, she says that uh, she sees herself as an instrument who places herself in the director's hands. She tries to uh, do what the actor says, uh, the director says, to uh, use her great talent and apply it to the scene. There's no room in such a conception for her ego. How did she do that shot when she's listening to the music? She was listening. Really? <laughs> and how much information did she have about um, what you wanted? Uh, I mean, because she's, she's listening to it, but she's listening to it as, to a, the as right a character. Music. To the right music. Yeah. And it was the music that was happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's all it was. That's did you give her any direction before the shot? <laughs> you just said, listen. Yeah. The, the, einzige direction, the, but this is the only direction I had to give her um, was do less, do less. But in fact, uh, she didn't need that direction very much. Uh, she does less by herself. So how much prep? I'm allergic to sentimentality in actors. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you in your preparation? Are you thinking as deeply as actor gesture? Yeah. Really? And you write? Also it, it depends. It's depends from the scene. Aber right. zum Beispiel, wenn man die Szene nimmt, For instance, in Funny Games, the scene where uh, uh, the wife is uh, in the kitchen uh, making food, uh, taking things out of the fridge, turning around, then that was in the script, preci very precisely described the movements. Es geht einfach schneller bei der Arbeit dann. The result is that it, uh, you shoot much more quickly. <laughs> <laughs> But is there room, is there room for um, actor improv, or uh, do you believe in improv? Do you believe in... Improv uh, as a... Imp Es gibt, es gibt natürlich Situationen, wo also wir It depends on the situation. Uh, the uh, big scene in Funny Games, for example, uh, after the, 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 the 
boy has been killed, um, she's lying on the floor and falling apart. Then uh, what I did first of all was uh, went uh, to the dressing room, talked uh, with her about it. We went over the stages of the emotion step by step. And after that, I went back and prepared on set. I told her, take your time, uh, take as much time as you need. She came out, uh, she played the scene, and that was it. But you need very good actors to be able to do that. Did you ever get surprised by what an actor does? That's the uh, fun part of working, uh, making films, everything else is stress. But uh, when you're working with actors and they bring you this gift, that's a huge pleasure. This question was about the notorious scene in Funny Games, in which the killers pick up a TV remote control and the film we are watching actually rewinds. The questioner said that he had heard people criticize this moment for making the film less disturbing by calling out its artifice. That was the intention, uh, the idea is to uh, uh, use the means of the cinema of uh, violence and uh, but present it in a self-reflexive way. In the same way, there's a scene in which uh, one of the <coughs> two uh, evil boys turns to the audience and says, well, have you had enough or do you want more? I'm trying to uh, use a means of alienation to make the spectator aware of their role as consumers of violence. This person asked Hanukkah how he personally interprets the actions of the killers in Funny Games. No interpretation. <laughs> it's on you to find the interpretation. This person asked what kind of role Hanukkah plays in the post-production process. I'm very interested in uh, post-production because in post-production you can uh, correct any number of uh, elements that you didn't uh, succeed in doing while making the film. The picture editing itself goes very quickly, uh, unlike uh, as is so often the case in the United States where the same scene is shot from many different angles and points of view. Um, I have storyboarded the scenes beforehand. I know exactly what I need for my edit and uh, shoot accordingly. So the um, uh, for example, on the piano teacher, then uh, I was able to edit that film, do the picture editing in only three weeks. It becomes a little more complicated in longer scenes where you've perhaps done 20 takes of the same scene and where you have to look at each take and weigh them and uh, evaluate them. That takes some time. Uh, on the other hand, however, uh, the sound editing uh, took me three months for the film. Uh, I'm uh, someone who's extremely involved with sound, uh, involved with the sound post-production. Um, because I work with my ear, because I hear through my ear, I watch, through, work with actors through my ear. Prior to making uh, television films and uh, films for the cinema, I spent 20 years as a stage director, and uh, inevitably during our uh, rehearsals, and I'd be looking down, have my hand, in my, my head in my hands, and be looking down, and the actors would complain that I wasn't looking at them, and I would reply that I hear you better, I see you better when uh, I'm looking down, because I hear the mistakes you make, I hear uh, how you're acting, and I can. Uh, uh, work with them better. So in post-production, especially in sound, you can improve any number of uh, weaknesses in the film. An example uh, also uh, of my work with sound has to do with uh, looping um, after uh, during post-production. If uh, you're looping a, 
uh, a line in which the actor's on screen, you can see his lips, then of course you have to make sure that the lip movements are synchronous. But interestingly, if the person is off camera and you hear the sentence or, or a line, then you're much more aware if the sentence has been, if the delivery is uh, wrong. Mm. Wolf sits his on the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can always tell when it's bad looping. With, with, limited, um, with limited coverage, when are you making pacing decisions? During the, during the takes? Wie kriege ich den Rhythmus, oder was? Wie findest du den Rhythmus? Naja, wenn ich schlecht gedreht habe, bin ich in der Scheiße. Ne? Das ist <lacht> <lacht> If the rhythm is wrong in a scene, then I'm up shit creek. <lacht> <lacht> um, deswegen bin ich relativ uh, stur. That's why I'm uh, quite stubborn and persevering on set until uh, I get what I need. Because if uh, there's no other material available, then you're forced to use it, even if it's not what you're looking for. And that's a very unpleasant uh, feeling. It's the risk that you run, but uh, you can't have everything. <laughs> Do you try different pacings within a setup? Nee, also ich, ich hab, es ist so, da ich ja selber die Sachen schreibe, habe ich ein gewisses Gefühl dafür. Uh, um, it's not a problem because I write my own scripts, I write my own dialogue, so I already have a sense of the uh, music, the pacing, the rhythm of the uh, lines. Um, it was uh, interesting, an example of that is doing the uh, US version of Funny Games. When I was uh, about halfway through the picture editing, I turned to my editor and said, let's check how uh, long the film is. And we compared the two versions, and after about one hour of, uh, into the film, then there was only seven seconds difference between the two versions. So that gives you an, uh, an idea of how the rhythm, uh, in a, the existence of an inner rhythm that you need, that you're looking for. And I think that film is closer uh, to music as an art form than to any other art form. Hmm. Let's get someone new. Sir in the back. What's next for either of you? <laughs> What's the next What's one? What's your next movie? Über ungelegte Eier soll man nicht reden, ja? I don't like to uh, talk about things before they actually happen, but I was planning, hoping to shoot another film in French next summer with Isabelle Huppert, but because I've been so busy with this film, traveling, accompanying it uh, to premieres, giving interviews, I haven't been able to sit down and write the script yet. This question was about Hanukkah's approach to sound design. Also entdecken tue ich da weniger. Ich entdecke höchstens die Mängel, die ich dann zu beseitigen suche. It's not so much that I discover uh, the approach, the thing that I'm looking for where, during post-production, but rather I discover the uh, mistakes in the film that I try to avoid. Um, it's something that I try to make clear to my students, the fact that uh, film is recorded uh, with two machines. There's the camera and there's also the tape recorder, but film students uh, usually tend to ignore the uh, tape recorder and concentrate on the um, camera, whereas you can do so in, uh, much incredibly with uh, sound. Um, it's uh, also possible, for example, if despite the numerous takes you still haven't got exactly the right delivery of a line, you can actually cut in uh, a sentence, you can change cer certain things, cut out a little syllable, a hesitation. That's an incredible amount of work, but it's very productive and it's a part of a uh, filmmaking process that I enjoy inordinately. How many days did you have to shoot White Ribbon? Three months. This person asked Hanukkah to discuss his process of working with actors. I come from, uh, I love actors, I come from a family of actors. My mother and father were both actors. Um, I learned how to work with uh, actors. Um, it's the, um, the part of the uh, 
process of making films that I find most enjoyable. I learned that uh, because of my work on stage. I think it's uh, easier to under develop an understanding of the needs and fears of actors to cater those needs and fears on stage than it is in making films because in filmmaking uh, often the actors are merely an appendix required to keep the cameras uh, running. Uh, but I like to say that I terrorize my film crews to make sure that the actors are, uh, feel well and feel comfortable. I think that the actors have to feel uh, protected. They have to, you have to develop, give them a sense of trust uh, so that they can give you uh, everything they can, more than they're actually used to giving. Um, if you treat an actor badly on set twice, then he'll retreat within himself, won't trust you, won't give you uh, what he has. Whereas if, on the contrary, you uh, develop the sense of uh, confidence, then he'll give you everything he has. And uh, that's the secret to my work with him. And what's very What's also very important isn't merely uh, uh, casting good actors, but casting the right actor for the right part. Um, it's... Um, uh, the, the actor has to uh, fit the, the role and uh, for you to be able to get uh, from uh, you want. Even a very good actor, if he's cast in the wrong role, uh, won't give you what uh, you want. Uh, fortunately, uh, I've made that mistake, but uh, fortunately only in se secondary uh, roles and uh, unimportant roles. But uh, it was torture for the actors in that case and for me, and I wasn't able to get what I wanted for them. Um, do, you, do you rehearse? And if so, what? No. 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 Das eine, also bei dem jetzt, bei, bei The White Ribbon, habe ich nur mit dem Liebespaar. With uh, White Ribbon, we didn't do any rehearsals, with the exception of the uh, couple, the uh, teacher and uh, Eva, the uh, nanny. Um, I uh, tried the scene with any number of different combinations, uh, any number of actors to find the uh, best couple. For example, the, I took the teacher and had him shoot the scene, scenes with five or six different girls, and similarly Eva with a certain number of young men, and then I had them shoot the scene uh, with each other to find really which couple worked the best on screen. Um, but I don't like to rehearse with uh, professional actors because I have the um, feeling that uh, it lures the actors and gives them a false sense of security and that uh, in my experience that uh, tends to kill spontaneity. When I'm working with non-professionals however I do rehearse. You have to because otherwise they're overwhelmed that you're asking too much of them. But uh, with uh, children for example I uh, don't like to rehearse because they have the impression that they know it all and uh, they simply uh, go on automatic pilot. Do you, so what type of preparation do you give your actors then? You let them they do professional read, actors. They, they have to read the script. That's it. Aber wenn die mich fragen, es gibt ja Schauspieler, die wollen immer so Hintergrundinformation. Some actors, of course, want you to spend a long time discussing with you uh, backstory and uh, this sort of thing, uh, motivation. And I simply uh, answer them that everything that I know is in the script. Uh, I tell them, uh, come uh, on uh, to set. I'll tell you when to sit, when to stand uh, up, what uh, to do. In my background in the theater in the 1960s and 70s in the theater, then we spent had endless discussions that I think were very. Uh, uh, unfruitful, so I'm not a friend of long uh, discussions of that kind. Und die meisten guten Schauspieler mögen auch keine. In the same way, I think that uh, most good actors uh, don't enjoy long discussions. They simply want to uh, to act, do their thing, and you have to let them do that. Diskussionen sind immer ein Zeichen von Angst. Ne? Discussions are always a sign of uh, fear. I think we have time for uh, one more question. This, the back. Yeah. This woman proudly proclaimed that after seeing the white ribbon twice, she now knows who did it. 
Jetzt, ich habe den Film in Telluride äh, heftig gesprochen, wer es getan hat. Jetzt habe ich es zweimal gesehen und jetzt weiß ich, wer die Verantwortung Fantastic. <lacht> I gotta talk to you afterwards. <lacht> well, thank you, Michael, for being here. Thank you for translating. The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Brian Brooks, Nick Kemp, and Michael Oatmark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, please visit filmlink.com, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.com. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here. <laughs>